Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. My name is Dylan, your Dungeon Master for the evening. We've been away for a little while here, took a bit of a break, uh, had some birthday celebrations and a little bit of time off, but we are back at it. And we couldn't have left off at a more crucial moment in our party's history. For you see, they had just finished traversing through a dangerous portion of the King's Forest, ducking and diving in between hordes of terrible spiders, uh, only to be rescued at the last minute by a large bear that they had freed from a trap not too long before. They managed to avoid full-on conflict with the spiders, uh, though some damage was dealt, and managed to escape and broke on through to the other side of the forest, Emotional where they were finally able damage. to reach their destination. Uh, Fort Tansend, uh, on the eastern side of the forest there. Uh, they immediately ran into the fort, opened up the doors, went inside, and found a much more reserved, uh, sort of location than, than the previous fort they had visited, Baron's Keep, uh, north of them, bordering the Halloween Peaks. Uh, inside of this fort... They immediately noticed a large cabinet with uh, books and journals of different sizes and shapes. Uh, they began pulling some out and investigating them. And in the process, they came across uh, what appeared to be an updated uh, ledger for Fort Tansen, similar in nature to the one that they had found at Baron's Keep previously. Uh, searching over it, they discovered a list of uh, registered Warforged who were a part of the uh, Brayland army and had been scheduled to be transported to the north uh, to the battle lines but had then mysteriously disappeared uh, along with several soldiers that were uh, positioned at the fort as well. Around that time Silva uh experienced a really strange occurrence. Uh, the party came across a coded message in some sort of a strange... difficult to describe, almost like a language of sorts that seemed to have been spoken by the Warforged. And Silva somehow was able to tap into the rhythmic pattern of the message and began God damn it. scribbling it down into a legible form uh, onto a piece of parchment uh, uh, inside one of the books. <laughs> the oh, results were confusing, brain. to say the least. Uh, it was like nothing that any of the party had ever seen before, with no clue really how to decipher it. But it was Silva who tapped into this unknown source and was able to gather information that helped them as a group to decipher what the key was to unlocking the language. And so uh, some of the other members of the party began to slowly decipher out the language, translating it into a more readable state. Uh, and as they did, it created a sort of grouping of words mixed in with numbers uh, in an odd way. Uh, it read out keep, fort, foundry, union, beacon, north, tower, zenith, 
peak, king, castle, tower, conduit, control, king, lord, blades. Now, of course, even in its translated form, that is a very strange message to read and understand. But there was a singular connection that Silva was able to establish on a roll. For the common occurrence within this message and the key that was used to decipher it seemed to be the number three. And, and in relation to Marshall, the player of Silva is really stupid compared to Silva, Marshall, the character. Marshall, the player it of Silva, did me. his best. <laughs> Marshall, Marshall did his best, and we appreciate him for it. Um, and determined that there was, in fact, someone that she had met previously who seemed to share a lot of connections, or at least like convenient compatibility to the message and that was another warforged that went by the designation three uh, whom she had met in the medical camp uh, on the northwestern side of the city of Rote when she had paid a nighttime visit to Thomas uh, when... oh no oh no we have to figure out everything else on our own all right <laughs> Hello. I'm here. Hello. Okay. Yeah. And camera on. Camera on. Okay. <laughs> so back yeah. to what I was saying. Now we did meet Tom or Thomas. We met three though before that too, right? Like that wasn't <laughs> the first time I met her. Or I mm -hmm. met her. Correct. And if you want to discuss that, we can as we go right back into play. All of you are still inside of Fort Townsend, um, gathered around this table and the text deciphered out on the parchment as we resume. Whoa. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fair. Uh, uh, this looks like there's going to be trouble back at the keep. Wouldn't you say so? I mean, I'm, I'm very unsure. It's hard for me to say. Um, I mean, with even with the, you know, smattering of words on there, like it all points back to, you know, the king in the castle. I. In considering when we last left the capital or the city, like there was warforged attacking, seems like there could be issues back there. Jasmine, do you are you able to contact your your people back at uh, back in the city? Have you heard anything from them? I'm going to reach out to the Citadel now. Give me just a moment, and he kind of heads over to the corner, sits in one of the non-broken chairs. Um, he pulls out like a little piece of a kind of a component uh, and starts whispering into it in the corner. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, I I don't know what else this this could mean. Uh, I'm sure once Caspian hears back, we'll we'll have a better idea. But I think 
as of right now, I think we need to just start heading back to the city. Or we would need to get as far away from the city as possible, depending on what's going on. It's, you know, we're only so many people. We can't, we can't do very much. Well, more importantly, we aren't, uh, you know, we aren't the, the lanterns ourselves. I mean, yeah. good point. Some of us may or may not ourselves been part of a war, but that doesn't make us soldiers right now. Fair point. I mean, I myself necessarily was barely a soldier to begin with. It's kind of the point of where I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, I think we need to, well, we need to start making our way back, if anything, to figure out what's going on with Dak and see if we can fix it. It's true. We don't have a lot of time before that. Yeah. Right. Uh, how many days has it been again since you started experiencing this? We were traveling for what a day or two. Now I want to say this is Francisco talking, not Dak, because he won't talk in weak sentences. <laughs> um, which is not to be two days, two days or more. So we have. We have five days before you completely turn to stone. We need to we need to get back and start working on that. No hurry. Uh no, I think I think this is the exact definition of we need to hurry unless you want to be turned to stone. I know there are those who seek to be stoned, but this is not the way that it is meant to be done. <laughs> Or to, you know, leave their legacy behind, but that's also not the best way to do it. It's... Forgive me, it is a matter of not wishing to be a burden. Well, I mean, don't you think it'd be a bit more of a burden if one of our party members just turned into a statue? That is true. Um, then is there anything more that we need to do here? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we could take a look around. We didn't really explore all that much. We pretty much came straight, straight over here. But I mean, this was also all that we came here for. True. The issue would be, I do not know what I guess we would need to be looking for when it comes to if we were to attempt to locate or search for some form of uh, some form of end of turning to stone antidote. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, if anything, with how the rest of the forest before this looked, I would rather uh, us not wander off uh, searching for stuff. Very true. I haven't seen any around here yet, but uh, considering all the bodies we saw webbed up, uh, it's not just spiders that we're potentially looking out for. We're going to be looking out for the Warforged out here as well. Very true. 
I'm, I forgive my interruption, but uh, on that topic, um, one of the parties that were wrapped up was a war forged. That makes sense. Considering we're out here, apparently. Uh, one whose numbers, I believe, were in the ledger. Interesting. That's that's important information to have. Mm -hmm. uh, good thing you got to look at that. That means they've been out here, and clearly we're close enough to the spiders to get caught up. We already had relative idea that they would be around the forest, or at least nearby yeah. a forest. Yeah, but, you know, one of them straight off of the ledger, that's... That just goes to show that all of the war... Like, the Warforged were... Uh, just... All of them were involved in this, we could assume. Sure, any of them. I mean, the fact that inevitably... <laughs> that effectively that we are learning that you know the the premise of the premise of it inevitably coming down to being the key is three uh yeah you know it I makes mean, mention of a conduit and control so it could just be something i don't know transmitting this signal to all the warforge that can pick up on it well, that's what makes the concern about it being about three being involved that much more dangerous. Yeah. At this point, uh, Caspian returns back over to the group. It took a few tries, but I was able to get in touch with Nebik. Um, and as you all remember, Nebik was the uh, wizard. He is one of the members of the King's Wands, uh, the elite wizards group. Um, kind of works in parallel to the King's Lanterns. Uh, Nebik says that he's taking a small squadron of mages directly to the castle. He's going to rendezvous with three, uh, make sure that everything is okay with the King, make sure that he's well protected. Very good. Is, is, well, is three the one that we are concerned with? On three? So, sorry, what? We don't know how three could potentially be involved in this. That's the, you know, that's the code. That's how all of this stuff was able to be decrypted. And then it just so happens that that's how we refer to three. Wait, sorry. I've, I've, I've did you not pick up on that conversation? <laughs> no, I was relaying the message to Nebic there. Did, are you that saying happened three before. might actually be involved in this? That was awesome. one of the last things we mentioned. It, it has, like, this This code has mention of a, a conduit, you know, speaking of, you know, Oops. the king, you know, the tower, the castle, a conduit control. Like, we were just saying that this could be a signal being broadcast to the Warforge that is causing this to occur. And we broke the code with the rule of three so well and inevitably what the main thing to look at is the 
you know, is in the, uh, essentially in the effective wording itself, the key is three. coming back to me now the the ledger we were looking at the ledger two koh here's your three let me look at that dak made mention as well while you were away that uh one of the warforged that was caught up in the web was one of the warforged on that ledger had the same exact serial code it would be number one two four four five four four oof Four. There, there it is. Fourth one down. Yeah, four, four, five, five, four, four. Does that mean that they didn't actually go anywhere? That they just ended up in the forest? What it would seem. And that would wasn't that the one that started yelling, or was that a different one? I mean, I guess all the Warforged that were wrapped up there eventually started emitting that weird frequency, screaming almost. What was that anyway? It was like a horrible wailing tone. I've never heard a Warforged sound like that. I, I I think it's has something to do with, you know, not to mention they were wrapped up in webs and being chewed on by spiders. Um, but this this frequency, this conduit thing, I think uh it it, it has to have something to do with how these Warforged are seemingly being controlled. And if they're being controlled, then that means it's not necessarily of their own choosing, but of someone who's got bigger plans in store for everything. And who would that be? Who knows? We're We've been here for what, including our travel time, maybe four or five days. This this goes a lot bigger than us, Caspian. It, it could go bigger than you, and you are up there. Like, this is this is insane. This is this a is lot how they on. put it uh, above our pay grade. Mm. Yeah. I would say so. He scans his eyes over the ledger again. Have any of you talked to three outside of us meeting him at the castle? Uh, Just a I few did, days ago. Uh, well, I did once. You did. Does anything seem different about them? Well, I can't really say too much. As uh, I mean, it's not as if I garnered knowledge of their entire personality off of the first time we met them either. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think we're 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 just a little too new to this area in general, and these these people to 
really even give much of a read besides what we could tell initially and who knows well the sorry the idea of three being implicated in any of this is just it's, it's wild you gotta understand it's not just that he's the second hand of the king he's there for a reason Three literally saved the king's life in the last war. They fought alongside each other on the battlefield. They... As soon as they... As soon as the Treaty of Thronehold was signed and the king took his place on the throne, one of the first things he did was to swear three in as an advisor to him and to stay by his side. Any any council meetings he's in, any delegation with the Citadel, it, I very rarely see the king without three at his person. Maybe that's the point. What's up, Doc? If you recall this... What is the word in Corvalian? Um, illness. That's takes over the Warforged. It's not of their choosing. It is very much forced upon them. And it seems to affect only Warforged. What is to say that three is not immune to it? What is to say that three can be affected by it as easily as any of the other Warforged? It may not be um, a decision on his part, or more, something against as well. But if not, if not three, then who? I mean, we're talking, we're talking about the possibility of this conduit, this source, being Broken Blade Castle itself. Three is in the prime position. Well, why not one of the houses? Who do we know of? <laughs> That clearly has already spoken of intentions of us creating forms of coups. <laughs> that and that's the trail that we seem to be following before. I I mean, and God, that was a lot to take in too. I can't believe that was only yesterday. And here's the thing, like the. Not everyone was happy with the signing of the treaty. There were plenty of people that had so much profit to make from the war. And then that was taken from them. And they weren't fond of that. I can attest to that firsthand. The houses. <laughs> They have their hands in all sorts of business. Who's to say that one or multiple of them haven't decided to take matters into their own hands? But to this degree, I mean, how do you, what's the next step after this? World domination. World, world domination? We just came Who off knows? the tail end of a hundred years of warfare. 
that was incredibly profitable for these houses. Who knows? They could their whole goal could just be to plunge this whole continent into war again so that they can make a buck. And if there isn't a natural war going on, then they will cause one. Be it an international or a civil war. That one I have the most trouble with, though. I mean, not not just not that I know much about the world of business, but it appears as though many of the houses, maybe outside of that the the idea of the benefits from what I've been able to gather that the war brought was generally to some but not all uh, animal one I'm sorry I was about to name escaped me hold on the animal house uh, there's plenty of houses that was it was the name of the animal house? Benefited after the war as well. Mark of Hanley. Uh, uh the which house is that? Vidalis. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, House Vidalis itself, for example, doesn't take too much to benefit from more either. Um really the only you know uh transportation doesn't necessarily take a lot of benefits when you're not allowed to travel. <laughs> you know, I it, like it. It's one of those where, and especially when a number of them are headquartered in very different parts of the country, it's a little tougher. I think the only one I can think of that really benefits from war is from the creation of the War Forge, which is Caneth. You're, you're thinking too simply about the houses. Just because that is what the house is known for does not mean that is all that they do. The, the houses get into a lot darker and dirtier things than you would ever imagine, but they like keeping it that way that you wouldn't imagine them doing it so that they cannot be caught in doing it. I don't doubt that many of these houses, and believe me, I have directly met representatives of them as well as investigated certain matters. I do not doubt that many of these houses are running backdoor deals. There is still frequent aggression shown towards the idea that they are not allowed to form individual enclaves with land prescribed specifically to the houses. Many of them would love to be able to stake their own land and claim it fully as their own. But the Treaty of Thronehold specifically designates that this isn't to be. And whatever plans they may have, I don't think any of these houses are stupid enough to try to go against the treaty. Doing so means going against all the nations. 
specifically the ones that house them. How many of those nations have warforged? Well, since the event where they grew independence apart from us, they've slowly been making their way across Corvair. They're certainly not as populous in other nations, but they do exist. I just... Granted, I have bad blood with at least one of the houses. So well, we've been made aware of that. Cannot be, yeah, my word and my thoughts are biased against them as a whole. Yes. However... But inevitably, part of part of the consideration would have to inevitably, you know, put the the question of whether or not many or multiple countries have warforged and whatnot. The inevitable that's the the issue with that is, if every nation were to have or has, you know, inevitably, if we consider the aspect of every nation has warforged. Like that, if we were to take that as a possibility, like if we assumed every nation has a, has warforged, the problem is then that if all warforged were that somehow then, like if all warforged in the world then were to flip a switch, turn, become violent, really, I would, you know, there's not a nation that made the warforged. Canith made the war for it. You know, the, you know, they were not gonna, we're not going to suddenly, if every single warforge turns, you know, it isn't as if they're going to suddenly be like, Undare's the one who did this because they didn't make the warforge. Fingers are going to be pointed. Right. But that's what I'm saying is if just the warforge and only the warforged alone are what turn amongst the populace. And if it were to be all done at the same time, that would only reflect poorly on Canif, as they are the ones who made them. If they're going that all of them will. Right, that's what I'm getting at, is inevitably what we have to be looking at is where is it that they, what are, we have to be focusing on the scenarios that, as we've kind of discovered now, is we have to look, focus on, the most press the scenarios where a warforge can turn and create and create a, ma- a massive amount of political discourse and the only one we currently know of is three if three can be turned or if three is somehow being essentially if three is being is one of two things either three is being set up as if they are the mastermind behind all of this. Or they are <laughs> one of those. Either way, both reflect very poorly upon Breland. And there are like and the reason I'm willing to actually more believe the potentiality that three might be being set up rather than the direct culprit is partly because as we learned from our meeting. There are many of those who seem to have great discontent at the premise of the Warforge having their own freedom. Thus, there are likely many of those who hold quite a amount of resentment <clears throat> against um, 
against the king then swearing in a right hand that is warforged. Well, makes sense. We don't know any of this. We don't know what is going on. We just... We need to keep an eye out. This goes back to what we were saying earlier. So far above our pay grade. We're, we're, we're now worrying about kings and nations when we, we're just individuals. We were traveling not a few days ago to start new jobs in search of you know a better place to live. What are, Caspian, what are we doing? I know we're helping you out with this, but how far does this go? How far do you drag us with it? Set, make an insight check. That's been uh, all five. Home. So it was a five? Yeah. There is a weariness to Caspian's expression, visible shadows underneath his eyes, but you're not able to see anything past them. They're off, staring off into the distance. He's closed off from you, and it's hard to get a good read of what it is he's thinking right now or what it is that's motivating him. I know this has been exhausting on your end as well uh it you know in no short part <laughs> i am partly a cause of that i know uh dak is currently a cause of that uh being currently turned to stone um and then just everything going on is a lot to be going on right now especially for someone of your position just... <laughs> we are we're willing to help. It's just like we were saying. This is this is going so far above our pay grade. This is involving invasions, chaos, kings. I, I, I think we need to head back. I think we need to get a better eye on the situation if we're going to be doing anything and get. Dak checked out so that he doesn't turn into a statue. That should be our first priority. I agree. Yeah. We do need to head back. I hopefully hear from Nebik soon. I think the best course of action is to, like you said, return back to the city. Who do we go to for? Dex condition, though, is the real question. Evil. Skeev, the potion maker, Skeevil. That's what She's I was going to suggest. So much shit in her place. It's I can only something. imagine she's got something or has an idea of something at least. Uh, and the webs that they picked up were something she wanted, anyways. So, favor for a favor, I would guess. Thinking you can trade it as collateral? Possibly. I know. You were getting them for something that you wanted, right, Silva? Oh, I mean, there's so many lovely things in her shop. I, I inevitably can always run into many things I could be looking for. 
But, uh... But... She seemed to appreciate my capacity to also assist her the last time, so... Inevitably, that could benefit us in trying to uh, get her to help us create a solution for Dag. Yeah, if she doesn't have one on hand, she may know how to make one. I, I think that's our best bet, is get, get back to the city, talk to Victoria Skeevil, see if she has anything. And while we're, while we're there, you know, Caspian, you can go check on things firsthand if you need to. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to chat with Victoria and figure out what's going on there. We'll keep you in the loop if you have a way for us to, if you have another one of those stones that we can borrow just to keep in touch with you. Um, I think that'd be great. But otherwise, I think once we get back, we can separate for the time being so you can get everything, get a hand on everything. I mean, right. I think um, it, inevitably it may be one of those scenarios where also just might be the end of our road, really. <laughs> I don't know if this investigation necessarily warrants are the benefit of us at this point anymore. I, it's it's not just that it's. I, I agree on a fundamental level. I, everything from the moment you've stepped off of that lightning rail has been far more than would be expected of you. All of it has, and. We've gone long past what my expectations were when I met you at the King Citadel to initially discuss assisting in this investigation. None of this I could have possibly predicted as happening. But now we're so far into it and it's clear whatever the long-term goals are of these people some of them are targeting you all. Uh, everything that's been going on, the situation with Trist and with Matthias Caldrew, and it, this clearly isn't just about the city. It's there's some level of personal connection that you have to it too. I'm my worry, as much as I would love to just you know release you out into the wild, is that this is gonna follow you. And if I don't figure it out in time, if we don't solve the mystery, quote unquote, it's going to catch up to you somewhere where I can't protect you. I understand that you want to take the money and run. I do. I, I fully understand. But if we don't solve this, I don't see this as something that's just going to leave you all no matter where you go. I absolutely see where you're coming from, Caspian. It's at this point, it's not about the money. It's not about, you know, getting out of here. It's at this point in time, we are technically just civilians. We are nobodies. We are caught up in this investigation and we are assisting you. But as far as even that's all concerned, like you've said before, that's off the record. What, you know, you can protect us while you're here. But like you said, if this extends to the point where you are no longer able to be by our side protecting us, what is there to help us? 
Your plan works. We get you back to Skeevil. We get that cured. You still have that bag? Bag? The bag. The one that had the large jade egg in it and the money. Yeah. Okay. Did we ever count up exactly how much money was in there? A lot. Uh, not exactly, but good amount. I can do it right now if you if we need to. Do that. Right. All right, and open it up on the desk and start counting it out. Silva. Um. He kind of digs around. Do any of you have any messaging spells? Sadly, no. I didn't want to use this. I wanted to save this, but clearly this is an important moment. Uh, and he pulls out a small, slightly torn up piece of parchment that's been like bundled up and like wrapped up. It has like a, like a yarn cord wrapped around it. Pulls it out, unfurls it, hands it to Sofa. Take this. All right. That's a magic scroll. You're familiar with magic scrolls, right? Yes. That should be a scroll for a single usage of a spell called message. It allows your sorry, God. sending. I think is the name. Uh, it's going to allow you to send a message. Use it. Send a message to Skeevil. Let her know that we're outside of the city walls and we need her to teleport us to her shop, directly to her shop, if she can. We're gonna, you want me to do this once we get to the outside the city? Or not? Or now? I want you to do this now. So I need to tell her that we're just outside the city, and if she could please teleport us back? Yes. We can travel back by foot, but we all know that's another almost full day's worth of travel. Um, we have to go back past the spiders, too, if we walk. But the bear... We we can't we can't afford to be worried about the bear. The bear has good enough survival instincts that it would back off the fight once we were out of the picture. I think it was just repaying a debt. Back looks over at uh, Caspian. I mean, what path is your mind on right now? Sorry? Uh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking a lot of things. There's a lot to think about right now. I'm thinking about all of you. I'm thinking about the king. I'm thinking about my duty as a member of the King Citadel. I'm thinking about 
the innocent people that are potentially at risk right now. I'm thinking about how this messaging system even works. The whole idea of the language, Warforged shouldn't have a language, that part still doesn't make any sense to me. I'm thinking about the houses. Uh, every person I've ever met that is a member of a house enclave, the relationships that we've built up, the negotiations that have happened, all of it. It's my job to think about all of it. You're on a hard path. Yeah, and I chose it, but you all didn't. So we can do what we need to do to get you off that path and back to normal lives. Or as close to normal as we can get. I mean, it's, it's either that or you hire us. Oh. That's higher. Well, yeah, legitimize the whole operation. You can't tell me that didn't cross your mind. I have been so stupid this whole time. We're off the books. Yes. Yes. Technically, there are people above my station who should be aware of all of this. Yes. I didn't say anything about you not being hired. You might be off the books, but that doesn't mean I didn't put you in a different book entirely. One that the rest of the Citadel doesn't have access to. That bag you're holding, with however many platinum was in there, whoever it was for, I'm assuming Matthias at this point. We can only imagine. There's two things that can happen with that bag. Either we return it back to the Citadel as evidence, going towards the investigation, or I never found the bag. If someone asks me about it, I'm not aware of its whereabouts. I never saw the bag. We get money. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> this is work you all have been doing. You have risked your lives, literally, in the name of this investigation. I hope you didn't honestly think I wouldn't ensure that you would be paid in some form. That bag is yours. Wonderful. Uh, that's really great. Besides I, the point, I know. Yeah, like like I said before, it's not it's not about the money. As I'm still like counting out all of this, <laughs> um, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. As I'm like drooling, looking at all of this running money. it through like um, a monopoly. Sort of. <laughs> um, it. It's a, It's about having. It's about family, Dom. <laughs> it's, a, about it's about family, family Dom. Uh, it's. It's it's more of uh, a matter of. You know, do, you, you know, you said this is in a different book entirely. It, it it's it's about the the protection of a position. It's about the protection 
of a title. Like I said, at this point in time, all we are is, you know, people involved in an investigation that are assisting you. And, you know, I know you, you know, you don't necessarily have a public title either, but it's, there's, there's a certain distance that a little bit of publicity gets you. There's a little bit of protection that that grants you. As well as, you know, some other dangers that it brings along. But having a position grants security in multiple forms. That's all I was saying. Also, since Caspian said that the money was ours, I am now splitting them into different piles as I'm counting. <laughs> okay. He's saying that uh, this whole spiel as he's separate. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Here's what we're looking at. Uh, you have in that bag, uh, and I am going to trust all of you to uh, sort out your money and insert it into your character sheets fairly. That was your first mistake. <laughs> It always is. It always will be. It'll be my first mistake every time. Yeah, I'm uh, also gonna have to go through the sending, which is gonna be a check. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a second here. Um inside of that bag. Fifteen platinum pieces. Twenty-eight gold pieces. Twenty silver pieces and a diamond worth three thousand gold. Holy shit. Oh my. Sorry, Jade's not here to say it, so I'll say it. Oh my god. <laughs> um all right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll relay, um, so just to count up, make sure that everyone knows what we've got here, 15 platinum, 28 gold, 20 silver, and a very, very pricey diamond. Can only make estimates at how much it actually is, um, but incredibly valuable. Um, what little I do know of you know, spell casting components. I feel like this is going to be a good one to hold on to and not sell. Um, you know, the, it, this this kind of gem is very, very pricey uh, to get a hold of and also just incredibly useful for certain spells. Um, I don't know if we have the ability to use those, but I think it's good holding on to nonetheless. Um, I will split out the the coins as equally as I can among us. Caspian, you said this is all ours, so you don't get a split, correct? Yeah, I I don't want any of it. It would be a 
compromise to my position if I were to be found with any of that on person. Um, it would be 36 gold pieces uh, split up between three platinum pieces and six gold pieces with a carryover of one person having two, 20 silver and 30 and four gold pieces. Wait, it's uh, 10 to 1, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that could make it pretty easy just splitting between five of us then. Because we each get three platinum. Then we would get, what would that be? That would be... If if you convert the silver pieces six. into gold pieces, it's two gold pieces, and you add them on to 28 which would then make it 30, and then you divide that by 5, which would make it 6, and one yep. person just walks away with the 20 piece, gold pieces, and uh, four, or one person will walk yeah. away with the 20 yeah. silver pieces, and yeah. two and four gold pieces, while everybody else will get 6 gold pieces. Yeah. I can take these silver pieces, because I like the color. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. Caspian kind of looks at you like slack-jawed, like... Uh, I'm yeah, gonna assume right. that's right. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, but uh, I'll s then split it all out. Uh, I'll take three platinum, six gold for myself. Pocket that and spread the remaining piles with all twenty of the silver and only the four, four gold, three platinum towards I, uh, deck. I take the the silver and so it. Everyone else is three plat. Six gold. Three plat, six gold. Yep. Give you a copper piece in exchange. Doc, why did you hand me a copper? In case I die. Fine. I will add one copper to my hand. All right, so once everybody's got their money added into their sheet, we're going to hop over to Silva here to. Okay, hold carry on. I need, the, I need the final number again. Three platinum, six gold. And then above table, if we get the diamonds uh, cut uh, five different ways, we each have one casting revivify. How much do you need for how much value of a diamond do you need for a revivify? Revivify is 300. Uh, raise dead is 600. No, that's 500. Yeah. So we, it, we could, in theory, get the diamond cut. 10 because it is a 3,000 gold diamond. So that is technically if cutting it does not devalue it 
10 casts of Revivify. Uh, I was thinking... Not based on our Embers by Daybreak logic. (laughs) Nope. We just make diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we tried to fuse diamonds in order to make them more valuable, so... (laughs) One could argue that the other way around... Mr. White, I got all these gems. (laughs) The funny thing is, it worked. Yeah! Hey, Mr. White. The axolotls, they got gems, yeah! <laughs> even, even if cutting it took some value away, which it, I don't think it would take very much at all, like, legitimately, like, just talking, regardless of what it would actually be ruled as, uh, I, I don't, I, I think you could still, like, at most get eight casts worth out of... Yeah, unrelated, math makes more pitchy. Also... I mean, like, inherently, I don't know. The the one note, I don't know if we, like, neglected it or what, but it is it is that it does say diamonds worth 300 GP, which constitutes that it can be multiple diamonds that all together can be 300. So I don't know how necessary the fusing concept was, but... <laughs> Fine. Voltron right now. It's flavor text. That's all that matters. Well, what I'm noting is like I'm wondering if that whole shebang we went through was really necessary. It always is. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah, so I've got that rolled in here. Yeah. Wait. All right. Would my scroll check, because it just says ability check, so then it just be intelligence and... This is just going to be an intelligence check for you. I like how he said intelligence check, and he drops the dice. (laughs) If he hits his head on the desk, it counts as a failure of the intelligence check. (laughs) It's a natural one. (laughs) I was really debating on what you were going to say. Because depending on what you said, I was gonna be, I was either was or was not gonna purposefully bang my head on the desk. Yeah, yeah. When you said it Committed would fail, then I was like, it's not worth that. <laughs> that ain't worth the bit. Yeah. I'm not that method. Uh if it was like just like I'm gonna laugh or something like that, then yeah, I would have did it for the bit, but uh now all I'll have to live with is my camera refusing to focus on me. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, what I get. All right. Okay. Well, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on the roll itself. That's um, a strong <laughs> statement. Well, I know the DC is a set DC on a scroll. It's ten plus the level of the scroll, and sending is threes. <laughs> And when I roll a 19, I know that's greater than 13. <laughs> mm, math. I think it checks out. See, D- Dak's not the only one who's good at math here, okay? Everybody's got something. Especially to then when my total is 23 because of that. <laughs> there you go. As Taylor Swift once said, would be great is, is if this were Rogue Trader, we could have degrees of success. And because I would have what technically would be, I think... 10 above is a full 10 above is two full degrees of success. Uh, like I would somehow be able to like do more than 25 words. <laughs> That's how that game works. 
fun fact. Nice. I just, I'm just throwing fun facts in here. Um, speaking of fun facts, I need you to send a message of 25 words or less. So <laughs> think about what you're going to say here. I'm just going to put, I'm going to do what Caspian told me. Pretty much word uh, for word. Jester. Hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Caspian wants. Come outside. <laughs> I got beer. <laughs> Girl. So I will start it, though with a... Hello, Madam Skeevil. We are just out, outside, because that's one word, <laughs> that's syllables, <laughs> outside of the city. Can you please teleport, that's <laughs> one word again, <laughs> I'm so used to counting syllables, teleport us to your shop. <laughs> XO, XO. <laughs> you, you got seven words left if you want to use them. Love Silva. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> the room is still for a moment. I've debated putting Apprentice or your biggest fan. I debated both of those, but I was like, nah, no, nah, it's too uh, direct. It's too direct for Silva. Can you please room. focus on my face now? No. No, you're no, just not blurry. Refuses. really does. Um, the room is still for a moment. Silent. You don't even hear the sounds of anything outdoors. Everyone in this moment is holding their breath, waiting for something to happen. I have passed out due to lack of oxygen to my brain. And now I'm fully stoned. Silva. Just as you begin to think that the spell might not have worked, you suddenly hear a voice peek into your head. Who? I don't know you. Who is this? Ah, whatever. I'm bored anyway. Hang on. I'll get you in a second. All of you feel this horrible tugging sensation around the navel as you are lurched forward. The room spins around you. There's this horrible sensation like you're twisting and turning. It's like being on the Gravitron at the county fair <laughs> where you're just like being thrown forward but at the same time like being lurched back and it's just this horrible mix of the two sensations uh and as the colors and the light and everything swirl around you up is down down is up light is dark colors you've never seen appear and disappear before your eyes your bones are over there. Now they're back. It's a very disorienting experience. I need all of you to roll a constitution saving throw. Can I willingly fail? I. Yes. Cool. 
just to see i'm going to be the control group because i think that would be the funniest (laughs) also uh, here's to my headcanon that teleportation always messes with your stomach uh 11. okay wait Oh, wait, no, it doesn't matter. I was going to ask if it was a saving throw or just a constitution check, and I'm like, oh, wait, for me, it does not matter. It's it is so a constitution saving. saving um, constitution save. Nine. Oh, not good. You and I both. <laughs> we both got a nine. Yeah. I would do that, but I'm worried I'll lose focus again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mess with that. I think that just goes to show how haphazardly she summoned us. I think that's just what uh-huh. that's going to say. Uh-huh. So, all of you failed. Great. <laughs> oh, no. Did Cass fail? <laughs> as you... Oh, that's a good point, actually. Thank you for reminding me. Go ahead. Because if Caspian also failed, then it's not just on us. Mm-hmm. Caspian also failed. Yes! <laughs> so that's great. Uh, you feel in and out of body as you twist and morph and, and shift through large, expansive tunnels of light reaching out into deep chasms flung amongst stars. It is just the most horrifying slash mesmerizing experience and a moment that feels like it drags on forever is over in an instant as with a horrible violent snap uh like somebody snapping a piece of laffy taffy in half uh you are cracked back into existence as all of you land with a hard thud slamming down onto the ground as you hit wooden floor beneath you, which creaks under the weight, uh, collapsed into a giant heap as there is silence once more. Dak does the thing that babies do when they just open their mouth and vomit comes out. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> That is going to how how close were we all together when we landed? You basically landed in like a big pile. I'm going to immediately move away from Dak and then just sit down and start like meditating to calm down. You as you stand up and kind of push yourself away, you feel a loud crack and a thud as you hit the back of your head on something. Uh you take a point of damage. Um, you you turn around and look, and you see that your head has collided with the long, uh, wide standing desk uh, that you recognize to be the one that Selena or uh, that Victoria Skeevil had in her potions shop. Uh, Some of us under her desk. You're you you kind of look and you see that the the pile of you all is like right in front of the desk. Uh, 
Great. And on top of the desk, there is a smattering of like random ingredients, and there is a large kettle sitting over on the right hand side. Uh, and there is a parchment that has been hastily plastered onto the front of the kettle, uh, written on it in a splattered ink, uh, with typos, uh, are the words, puke in here, please, thank you. I will then carefully extricate myself so that I do not hit my head again, uh, and... Go, Doc, if you're going to throw up, there's a pot. And go and uh, sit towards the entrance uh, to the building and just kind of... As you gesture over to the pot, you feel the immediate compulsion to yarf yourself. Great, I will go ahead and do that then. Alright, so you, you, as, as the rest of you are coming to and sort of getting back up, you see as Set immediately runs over to the kettle that they were just gesturing to and throws up into it. Uh, and all of you simultaneously feel the same urge well, to vom <laughs> as a result of failing that saving throw. Marshall's gonna go actually vom. Yep. He's very method. Daniel Day-Lewis over here. Mm-hmm. You cat. <laughs> Johannes. Yes. How would you like to vomit? Um. How do you want to do this? Uh, I'm gonna find something like nearby, uh, like whether it's like a table or try to find something on the wall, anything, and just like, uh, and then just like collapse to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to make an investigation check for me. No, no better way of bonding with the boys than to you. The first thing you're able to notice, you only have so much time, is like a potted plant sitting in the corner. Um, you run over, fall down to your knees, and you throw up into it. And when you do, you feel as vines lash out from the plant and wrap themselves around you. Um, you begin to shout and try to pull away from it, and the rest of you see that uh, Johannes, who was laying on the ground seconds before, is now being pulled in by this like enormous, like Venus flytrap style plant with vines. Don't so now there's a little shop before this thing that I just come back to. <laughs> We're all vomiting. Johannes um, decided to not throw up in the pot that says, please right. throw up here. On Tuesdays, we wear pink, and on Wednesdays, we vomit. Yes, that's correct. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> um, how long does this session of needing to puke last? It feels like forever. But in reality, it's like, it's like 15 seconds. Great. Wait, how does uh, Caspian vomit? Uh, <laughs> Caspian, uh, <laughs> you learn a lot. Immediately about runs to the door, slams it open, and vomits outside of the door, out onto the street. Lovely. 
And then he kind of peeks his head back in and goes, yeah, that was unpleasant. <clears throat> yeah, that... Honestly, uh, uh, I think that was about to be expected with how randomly we asked her to do this. That was a bad idea. I fully take responsibility for that being a bad idea and being my idea. That was bad. That was a bad um, call. That was a bad call. Is, is Johannes being eaten? That was... Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> he like runs over. He, he, he pulls out a dagger. just like, ah, just attacking away at the vines. Cuts them away. Pulls you away, Johannes. Uh, Johannes, you take a single point of damage as well. Uh, as you are wrenched away from this gigantic carnivorous plant. Okay. Well, Thank you. Now that that's taken care of, and... I no longer feel the immediate urge to throw up. I'm going to go sit over there. Uh, where is Victoria anyways? Oh, it's you guys. Uh, and you turn around. And everybody turns around, looks. And now standing at the desk, elbow, elbow on the desk, uh, hand resting underneath the chin, the familiar black wide brimmed hat pointed top. Uh, sort of in a semi-casual position looking at you all is uh, Victoria Skeevil. Oh, lovely. Uh, thank you very much for actually responding to that message and uh, actually teleporting us all over here. That, Hello again, as unpleasant as that was. Well, yeah, I was bored. What are you all doing? Why didn't you guys just tell me who you were anyway? Silva, did you not say I who you my were? name? I said my name. Well, okay. Well, um, I guess that was. I don't think that's what I put on your library card, but we'll we'll figure that out later. Just, what what do you what right. do you need? What's going on? Why are you killing my plant? Uh, well, you, one, I I think your plant was trying to eat our friend over here. Um, you know, it, it it's a plant. That's what they do. That remains to be seen. You know what? You're entirely valid. Uh, we, what does my library uh, code say? <laughs> it should be in your inventory, right? I know. Well, I like pulled it out. I was like, I was miming, holding my library card. I think you were the cute one, right? <laughs> Is that I just what so. it Because Johannes was Joanne, Dak was Dave. Uh, I think you were the. Cause like it doesn't you didn't say there's not like a name on it so yeah uh yeah Dak was Dave Seth was Samantha uh right. Johannes is Jolene or Jolene right sorry Jolene uh Nathaniel Jolene. was bookend Jolene gotcha and then Silva was the cute one um right uh we had uh, a favor to ask of you uh, aside from the teleportation again greatly appreciated um our friend Dak here uh was poisoned by a basilisk um do you again to, to uh, again this is the first time that he's been poisoned by a basilisk i would hope so at least is that um, true she looks at you Dak. as um as far as i know 
That's good. If you were actually poisoned twice by a basilisk, that I mean, you'd be done. I, I I would have nothing I could do. If if I'm being entirely honest with you, there'd just be nothing I could do. But if this is your first time on the rodeo, then you, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. Oh, we'll just uh, we could just fix up a few things for you. You'll be set. Oh, great. Um, I apologize if this is my second time around this supposed rodeo. Well, well, is it or isn't it? You got to tell me. I I don't know these things. You got to tell me. I am unaware. I I would assume not, uh, considering the rarity of being poisoned by a basilisk. Uh, shouldn't be something that someone would experience even once, in theory. Uh, unfortunately, our friend had to. Um, so, you, you, you were saying that you would be able to, to help Dak out to not be poisoned anymore, not be gradually turning to a statue? I probably can, but it's going to cost you. How much? I haven't decided yet. Before you say that, actually, uh, we have stuff for you as well. Uh, Dak, Silva, you were the ones that were holding on to that disgusting mm. stuff. Um, I believe you had asked for some spider webs? I like disgusting. Please continue. <laughs> I start pulling out uh, out of my pocket without any... Like with other stuff stuck to it that I've collected over our travels, just uh, phase spider silk. <gasps> yes, I will also begin pulling it out in a more, you know, giving the uh, in what I had stored it in a little more properly proper baggage. Right. The sticky donut that I've had in my pocket since day one is oh my god stuck to it, very stale and stuck to it. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Skeevil lets out this very large gasp. Her eyes become like saucers. <gasps> Is that donut still fresh? Um, oh, it's it's quite a few days old at this point. I would I would imagine. Right, Tech. That was that was from a while. Many many days many days ago. Um, it was my emergency donut. Not as many as it mm. feels like. Do you, would you? Feels like, like it. Hunts. Oh no! If it's your emergency donut, I won't take it. It's okay. I can get another one, and I pull it out, and it still has a little bit of spider silk on it, and I hand it and hold it out. Uh, she places it behind her ear, and it disappears. So. <laughs> This, the the spider webs were actually what I believe you had asked for phase spider, right? Yes. I remember you now. You're Samantha. Yeah. I asked you for the, the spider silk, yeah. Yes. Uh well, and we managed to stumble across some, unfortunately. Um mm. but also fortunate because you were looking for it. So would this suffices payment to help our friend now hang on before i take a look at the product did you acquire this above board or are we talking about some sort of a illegal operation here i mean it was spiders in the forest that's where we collected it straight from the source it's not like we stole it from someone were they cops were they cop spiders? You have to tell me if they were cop spiders. I don't think so. We didn't really. We didn't ask. Shh. Dave is raising their hand. Go ahead, Dave. 
Yes, it's a side. Dave with two V's. Um, V has, I have no knowledge of the laws of this land. I cannot say if it is obtained illegally, so I believe in ignorance is all obtained um, above board, as you say. Mm. It is true. Also, it also inevitably, even if, if they were to be officers, they that be, they would have to tell us if they were prior to us engaging with them. Therefore, even if they were, we are not <laughs> bonded by anything. <laughs> the, the audience could not say that. It's really <laughs> they had to tell us. It's really hitting me how stupid I've made this scenario. <laughs> yeah, in a willing way, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we started. Okay. Let me take a look at the silk. Hand oh. it over. What are you waiting for? I'm sorry. I walk over and I plop it on her hand. Thank um, you. Was... Uh, she pulls out this ancient looking solid brass uh, set of like counterweights. Uh, it sets them on the table. She takes the silk sets it on one of the, the plates peers in very closely at it looks at a little dial that's dancing around in the center of the balance good news yes my weight works Lovely. This does appear to be spider silk. But we have to test if it's actually blink spider silk. I sure hope it is. Uh they they were the spiders were randomly disappearing on us. So I would hope that that's correct. You and she points at Johannes. Me? You were my test subject last time. I need you to do it again. Oh, God. Put your hand on the silk. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> so defeated. Just, just <laughs> accepts it. I, I, I put my hand on the silk. It feels like cotton candy, but wrong. Yeah, that's a great way to describe bundled up spider webs. <laughs> Uh, Skeevil kind of leans in like uncomfortably close to you. Think about your favorite place in the world. This is how Johannes gets to leave. God damn it. Um, I think about sailing out on the ocean. Okay. On the count of three, I want you to take a small piece of the silk and you're going to put it in your mouth. But you have to keep thinking about your favorite place. God. Oh, God. I just finished throwing up. <sighs> okay, start the countdown. Three, two, one, shoot! Well. I take a piece. Gods. Johannes. 
That's me. Could you please describe where you are right now? Like, where I'm standing or my favorite place? <laughs> um, I'm out on the open ocean with the salty wind blowing around. Wind in my hair. What do you feel below you? Some wood. Wooden planks. Are you able to see anything off in the distance? No, just open water. Are you alone? <laughs> this time, yes. You close your eyes, smelling the salt carried by the air. In the distance, you hear the soft caw of seagulls. But when you open your eyes again, you're back in Skeevil's shop. Everyone else, you saw Johannes was standing in place, put the silk into his mouth, stood still for a moment, and then his entire body vanished. About five seconds later, reappearing in the exact same spot. Very cool. All right, then. Ugh. What was that? Oh, nothing, nothing to worry about. You just absorbed the capabilities of a phase spider and teleported yourself to another plane. You'll be fine. Uh, she takes the spider silk and begins to stow it away into a big burlap sack that has suddenly appeared out of nowhere. All right. Great. That's exactly what I wanted. I hadn't thought this far. I kind of figured you would all die trying to get it. Uh, okay. So. That was a very real possibility. <laughs> your friend was bitten by a basilisk? In some way, shape, or form, yes. I got. I got to know more. Right, what? How? How exactly did this happen? He pricked himself on the detached fang of a basilisk. Oh no! That's exactly the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I think what we'll do here. Hmm. This is going to be tricky. She begins to rush over to one of the many gigantic bookcases that you know adorn the walls. These you know shelves and shelves and shelves of scrolls and books and parchment. Uh, she begins kind of. Looking around, um, uh, uh, it's, mm, uh, it's, mm, no, 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 not that one, not that, no, definitely not that one. Uh, here, and she grabs this enormous dusty tome, <laughs> pulls it off the shelf, brings it over, slams it onto the uh, onto the desk, and then in one fell swoop with her arm, she sweeps everything else off the desk and sends it clattering to the floor. Uh, you. Poisoned one. 
I need you to lie down on here. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Dak, or sorry, Dave with two V's, goes to the table and lays down. Okay, lay your head on top of this book. Okay. Okay. As you're laying on it, you're going to hear little dissonant whispers in your ear. Don't worry. That's just the curse inside the book. You'll be fine. What is the dissonant whispers? No, don't worry about it. Uh, oh. So. Does anybody have anti-venom for a basilisk? If we did, we wouldn't be here, Miss Evil. I'm just saying it helps if you already have it, it. You know, it speeds up the process. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, here, here's what I'll grant you. And I'll pull the, the vials out that were alongside, like also in the pockets. And I'll just mm-hmm. hand those over to her and be like, these were there. We don't know what they are. So you were keeping helps. things from me. I see. Let me just put these over here. And we're going to see what's going on. She's going to actually do a little detecting of her own to see if she can determine what these are. <laughs> of course. She rolled a natural 20. Holy hey. shit. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, with her, that makes sense. Feels like a right, feels like a right place, right time kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. You stay still. Don't take your head off of the book. Okay. Okay. So, here's what we got going on here. This vial is filled with like a silvery, wispy, grayish liquid. And this vial is filled with a murky, dark, smoky liquid. The good news is that only one of these would kill him instantly. Great. That is good news. The other one is a solvent. Do you understand what that means? I am not familiar with that word in relatively. It will literally take the components of the basilisk's venom and it will break them down into their individual parts. Okay. Essentially rendering it non-venomous in theory. As long as they mixed it right, whoever made this. Okay. It would be does that help us? So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take this vial and she Taps her long, spindly finger on the uh, dark, like, blackened vial. I'm going to take this vial, and I'm going to feed it to your friend. That's the solvent, right? This should be the solvent. It's got the same consistency. I'd recognize it anywhere. Should be. Well. This, uh, and she points to the silvery vial. is not venom. But it is a particularly lethal poison. 
So clearly, whoever you got this from wanted to have a plan B in case the basilisk venom didn't work somehow. Great. This is tricky. Basilisk venom doesn't behave like other venoms do, you know, like other snake venom, spider venom, human venom. It doesn't have the same effects uh, as some of those other ones do. We'll let that one slide. The everybody is familiar with the idea of basilisks, right? You all, you're all familiar with basilisks how they work. Relatively, yes. Yeah. So you know that when a basilisk bites you, it means that, as opposed to the more traditional sense that everybody's used to reading about in fairy tales and storybooks. Instead of being frozen from the outside, you're frozen from the inside. So, when the basilisk venom is introduced into your system, it literally begins freezing you at the veins and then moves outward. Oh. Some of your veins could even be stone right now. I have no idea. I'd have to open you up to be able to check. That would explain a lot. <clears throat> So we have to be delicate here. That would be nice. Uh, bookend. And she points to you, Nathaniel. Hey. Uh, I don't know why none of your friends introduced you. You've clearly been here this whole time. Very rude of them, but we'll get to that later. I am going to need your assistance here. Great. Anything I could do to help me, old nephew, hey? Do you know magic? A wee bit, eh? Good. When I pour this vial into that mouth, Several things could happen. It could cure him instantly. It could cure him very slowly. He could begin to grow scales. He could become highly intelligent. Or he could die. It all depends on how well this thing was made. Alright, so one out of five is bad. I'm glad you agree. What I need you to do is have a spell prepared at the ready. And when I tell you to, cast it. Hey. Does he need a specific spell or just any spell? She turns and she opens up another book and starts flipping through it. I probably should have checked that, shouldn't I? Hang on. Starts I, reading through. I have no concerns with this situation at all. Which in and of itself is concerning. Um, I'm going to look over at Johannes. Johannes? Yes? Um, 
May I ask you for a favor? Of course. If it looks as if I'm suffering, make my income quick. Um. Okay, Doc. Thank you, Johannes. And in return, you can have all my things. Well, it won't come to that. Don't worry. All I ask in return is that you bury me with my red skeleton. Well, let's try to make it through this for now. You're just a wee bit nihilistic, eh? Think positive, Doc. I do not she know looks back that... up from the book. Okay. Do you have any kind of healing spells, healing word, cure wounds, things of that nature? Oh, that's great. That's what I was going to do anyways. Fantastic. So, if it looks like he's going a little pear-shaped, I need you to cast heat metal on him. Can you do that? Aye, that's something I could do. Great. We're all sorted then. This is turning out pretty well, I gotta say. You guys really came prepared. Okay. This is the best character. Holy shit. <laughs> Alright. Are you ready? I, uh, I'm gonna prepare Healing Word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she, she gestures to deck. Are you ready? No, but continue. Anything else anybody else wants to say before this happens? Best of luck. I will, I will help sit down and start meditating. <laughs> okay. She begins to flip through some pages of a book. Uh, traces her hand across old runes that are sketched upon the pages and whispers under her breath. As she does so, she lifts a finger, and the wax seal over top of the uh, the vial that has already been popped pops again and levitates up into the air. And a very faint wisp of some sort of smoke or energy comes from the top of the vial. She gestures her hand and it lifts into the air and floats over so that it is directly above Dak's head. Floating. She whispers a few more words under her breath and snaps her finger. The vial rotates in place, and the silvery liquid inside pours out. Deck. The liquid pours into your mouth, and the immediate sensation is that of eating toothpaste. There's a 
strange mintiness to it, but also a lack of any real crystal clear flavor. It's it's just this weird sensation of a liquid with a bit of a mintiness to it. It you feel the inside of your mouth, the roof of your mouth grow cold. And indeed that cr- coldness spreads throughout your body. You begin to shake and shiver. You feel your internal body temperature decreasing rapidly. Your vision begins to blur a little bit. You see you're able to just make out in the corners of your vision almost like tiny, tiny little snowflakes as your vision is crystallizing. The rest of you see as Dak's skin grows paler and paler and a very thin veneer of what almost looks like ice or frost begins to form over his body, spreading from his chest outward to his arms and his legs. You feel immense cold. Shocking, numbing cold like you have never felt before. As if you are standing on the top of a mountain. Like you just ate a York peppermint patty. Every part of you feels frozen, unbearably so, painfully so. Your heart beats, it thrashes. As if trying to escape the cage that is the ribs surrounding it. Skeevil looks to you, Nathaniel. Go! I release it. And you cast... Healing Word. Spell. Healing First level. First level. Okay. Oh, that comes up as four. Okay. Deck. Yep. For a brief moment, you feel a warmth that wasn't there a second ago begin to encapsulate you. You heal four points of damage. And then you lose ten. What type of damage is it? This is... As far as you can tell... Some sort of a poison damage. Okay, so it's not cold damage. You in your current state do not know. Above board, I would treat it as poison. Sounds good, because I do have vulnerability towards cold damage. At least for a few more days. 
That is true. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, Skeevil looks to you, Nathaniel. I haven't cast heat metal in a while. Is that what it looks like? It's a rough approximation. Make it. Make a deception check for. Me. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. You don't actually have heat metal, do you? Alright. I do have it. But it seems counterproductive to what we're doing. Oh, let me explain. So what's happening right now is that his body is going into this sort of cryostatic state of sorts the the anti-venom is actually counteracting and dissolving the venom but part of what's happening is that it's dissolving those materials throughout his body and in order to preserve them and prevent them from carrying out any of their individual effects it is essentially freezing him alive I give him about 10 seconds. Oh! All right, then. You know what? Let's, let's do it. Um, all right. All right. That oh, makes a lot more sense. Let's do that. Let's do that. You should have led with that. All right. Hit metal it is. I thought you knew what you were doing. You cast spells. All right. That's so you six. cast You cast heat metal. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know poisons as well, and I know antidotes even less. I need you to roll me two d8s. That comes out to five. Okay. Deck. Uh, to me, you take another five points of damage. Nice. Are you still conscious? Yes. Okay. You feel a searing heat counteracting the frozen sensation. It is a battle of elements across your skin. And it is an immensely strange feeling. And that is saying something considering what you went through teleporting over here. Uh, The frost that was coating your arms and your legs suddenly begins to melt. And now there's the sensation of this wet stickiness of the remaining frost as it melts into slush and drips off of your person uh inside your body as well it feels like your organs are liquidifying and churning uh you like feel me when i urge. have spicy foods am i right <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you feel the urge to uh curl up into a ball but you find yourself unable to. It's like you're paralyzed in place. Uh, and 
that searing heat now travels through you much the way that the frozen sensation did until it encapsulates you completely. Um, the rest of you watch as Dak their skin literally glows from the heat that they are experiencing before it dulls and gives way. Ah, uh, he's glowing. He must be in love. <laughs> there is another moment of silence. Deck, your vision, once clouded and crystallized, returns. Your breathing becomes normalized. Your heart rate returns to normal. Are you dead? Do not believe so. She pokes you. Um, um. Well, that worked. Thank you. All right. So, heating up his insides cures coldness. Oh, does that work for everything, or is it just a specific basculus poison? Oh, I don't know. This is my first time doing something like that, so, yeah. Of course it's it is. a great experiment. Oh, my God. Wonderful. Got down. Wonderful. You know, it's a great new experience. Uh, uh, very much appreciate you being able to help our friend out like this. Uh, didn't want to have to figure out where to put the statue that they became. More importantly, I once heard the phrase that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Therefore, maybe this will give you some extra resiliency in the in your future in your future endeavors, Stack. The narrator. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> In uh -huh. fact, now you have a vulnerability to heat as well as cold. <laughs> I'll, co I'll collect them all. Um, Bennett Skeeble? Yes. Thank you. And are you, are you interested in face spider fangs? You got fangs too? I don't know if I have enough money to give you all. I'm going to have to check my stash. You're, you're going to have to give me a minute. Um, that, okay. Um, wait, why is she, why is she asking about money? Or like, oh, Jack um, offered her things. Okay. Oh. What do you offer her? I missed. I had to. I had to watch something. <laughs> Did he offer uh, the diamond? <laughs> no. <diamond> no. <laughs> offered the face spider fangs. The if face spider so fangs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Collected. I forgot about the fangs. That's that's 
Can I can I see those? Can I can I see that? <laughs> Just fucking bolts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will accept payments and currency or. I mean, I'll give you like whatever you want for it. Oh, okay. Like whatever you want, the money, spell scrolls, me, uh, plants, material components, whatever Whoa. you're needing. <laughs> I I pull up the uh, uh, one of the six that I have. Um, your cooperation. Yeah, spell scrolls are also very good. Oh, what do you the- mean cooperation? Uh, <laughs> cooperation and giving a spell scroll. <laughs> and getting these spell, spell scrolls uh, in the... Um, no, 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 no. Not that, not that type of cooperation. Oh. Wolf. Okay. No need. Um, sorry, my brain is also defrosting. Uh, uh, in spell scrolls and also Hypothetically, if there were a magic spell to make a, a specific group of people fall under one's control, would that be something that would exist? I've heard of something like that. You gotta have a pretty big conduit for it, though. Like, really big. How many people are we talking? What if they weren't potentially? What if they weren't uh, humanoids? Well, that's rude. (laughs) Well, what about Warforged? I'm going to need a bigger book. And as she turns. And rushes back over to her bookshelves. That is where we're going to end tonight's session. Cool. Classic so, last line. I'm going to need a the next time. Book. The next time you join us, uh, we shall see what Victoria Skeevil has to offer in terms of information on this quote-unquote conduit or the possibility of a spell that is uh, controlling the minds of the Warforged. But until then, we will see you next time. Thank you all for watching us today. Thank you all for playing. And remember, why pay everything for the milk if you can get the cow? Yes. Why pay everything for the spider silk if you can get the fang? Good night, everybody. Good night. But wait, how does the biology of